Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pierce and Mind podcast. My name is Matt Pierce. I am your host. I'm glad to be back tonight. It has been a very interesting week, stressful to say the least. Uh, today marks officially one week before I have to uh, make a whole lot of decisions that I am honestly not prepared for. We'll get into that uh, a little bit today uh, with our guests. Yes, I did say we have a guest, because I know listening to just me has to be boring sometimes. Also, this particular guest happens to be a big part of this process, and also um, I'd like to say that she's the more logical side of the Pierce family, and obviously I'm speaking of my favorite ginger, Kimberly Clayton Pierce. How you doing, love? I'm doing all right. How are you? Stressed, and I imagine you are too. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, we've got a lot of stuff up in the air right now. We're not really sure where you're headed or what that means for you know the rest of us. So, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, um, definitely want to get into later a little more into my my harebrained idea I had today. But honestly, basically, we have three possible options. Uh, two, I think, could be good fits. One, I think, could be a spectacular fit. And then the third one's like a desperation throw. Uh, I think a Hail Mary throw. It just last-ditch effort. It's the only like last option I would have or want. It causes me to think about a lot of risk in the situation. Um, also, it... Uh, yeah, it just freaks me out a little bit um, going that route. But honestly, the reason I wanted to have uh, Kim on today is because she is a integral part of all of this. She has her own perception. I mean, she I know that I think constantly how she must be feeling as, you know, the last couple of years have passed by and my health has uh, declined somewhat drastically. Um, and I just wanted to get her opinion, her view of those things. So I really appreciate you coming on, honey, and be willing to chat with us. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll share what I can. Are you pausing your, are you pausing your mic? I got to ask. No. Oh, it sounds like you're like pausing your mic when I talk. I don't know. It just sounds like you're muting your mic. I, I did with this part just when I drank, but that was it. Oh, okay. I mean, let's get those those guzzles on here. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I'm a big weirdo. You're silly. Yeah, you are. I'm not sure so everybody I guess, wants to like, hear me chugging my water. I guess, like, with everything we found out in the, you know, uh, with everything we found out and, you know, that we were actually, we thought we were in stage 1 decomp for a minute and thankfully the blood work came back. I just kind of, like, let's just, what was, like, a general feel about how you feel every day, what you're going through, you know, just kind of, we'll start there and we'll just kind of roll with it. Um, 
Wow. And it's okay. It's okay to CC. You just you're just going right for it, aren't you? Um. I mean, that's what this show. That's what this show is. Have you been listening? Yeah. I just um, okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm terrified about losing you. Um, I don't know how to handle all of that stuff, like emotionally, mentally. Like, I don't. I don't know the steps to take. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't. I'm scared. I'm not going to. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this to you. Um, I, I wish I could see your face. Open. Why like, can't I see your face? Back. You can't. Why can't I see your face? No, it's just a. It's just a frozen picture of you. It might be an internet issue. Oh well, that sucks. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Okay. Um, so... You're not. You're talking to me. I'm here loud and clear. I'm scared of a, of a lot of things. I am afraid that I won't be able to, um, support you the way you need to be supported. Um, I'm scared to lose you. I am scared... You know, that we're going to lose everything. Um, I'm scared to be alone. I'm scared to be here alone because I don't know anybody. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad you're not in decompensation, of course, obviously. Um, but we know it's close and it's inevitable. Um, you know, the doctor didn't really put us at ease after your lab results came back okay or came back stable. He still was pretty, pretty concerned, you know. So, um, I don't know. I guess I just, I worry every day. But I did, I did even before we thought you were in decompensation, so... Yeah, no, you have been amazing. I just want to, I want to tell you that you have been amazing. Um, in making me feel loved and making me feel that I'm not a burden, which I think we both know I totally am, but you have made me feel so like I've, um, I'm just, I've never felt so loved and so important to an individual in my entire life. And although, like, we've had our ups and downs in our life, but I think each one of those has only made our, which one of those has only made our relationship stronger. And I think the time apart, whether it be when I was living in the apartment when you were still in Utah or when 
uh, I've been in residential, like, I think it's just really helped us in our communication and our ability to focus and realize that the small shit doesn't matter. And yeah. I appreciate that so much because I just think all that stuff keeps making our relationship better. Yeah, I would agree <clears throat> with that. I think we've come a long way with our communication and like you said, we, you know, we don't fight over the little things anymore because I think we have a better appreciation for what's really important. What were you going to say? Yeah, especially lately with all the health stuff, I think it's been, you know, we've just... (laughs) I know that I realize, like, how unimportant stupid shit is and how I don't want to fight about you with you about shit that's not going to matter in an hour. Because that just tells me it really doesn't matter in that moment. I'm just a little flustered because it's not exactly how maybe I would want it. Well, it won't matter you to you in about? an hour. It'll, it won't matter to you in an hour. It'll still matter to me in a month. Yeah. Well, I can't, you know, that's just how we're built. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, like, day-to-day, what's, like, the, the tough thing for you day-to-day right now? I know there's a lot going on, and it's hard to, like, probably focus on a specific thing, but is there, like, something that you struggle with? Is it something I'm doing or is it just something that's happening that is hard for you? Struggle with in what way, I guess? Anyway, like emotionally, um, I think that's where I kind of tend to focus this podcast on is like this journey on the emotional side and what we're dealing with and the struggles. So I would always go emotionally probably first, but if there's anything like not having me at home or anything like that. I just kind of, I know it's a very wide open question. Yeah, it is. Excuse me. Um, I think the thing that I'm overall struggling with the most right now is work. And here's why it's because of everything else that's going on. And I'm worried about you that I'm having a really hard time focusing at work and I'm not necessarily like not paying attention to work, but I'm just having a really hard time. Like, I don't know, staying engaged, I guess mentally. Um, and so I'm really getting concerned because obviously you're not getting paid right now. We're really getting paid or, you know, um, so it just worries me when I, I think you and I are both pretty aware that I hold myself to a standard of perfection, um, or close to perfection when it comes to work. So when I can't deliver on that, I get paranoid that I'm going to lose my job. And right now that's not an option for us. So right now I'm very worried at work, um, but I, it's because of everything else being on top of that stress. So. 
No, I totally respect and validate that. I think for me, when it comes to your job, I respect and validate everything you just said. But from my perspective, I just want to let you know that's probably the last thing I worry about. Only for this sense. I think obviously anything could happen, and I never know what's going to happen day to day. I don't know how your bosses think. But I feel like every time I talk to you about any communication you have with your leadership, it's just them telling you how valuable you are to the team. And I do know, I am very well aware of the standards you hold yourself to and the perfectionist and how like having a mistake really will haunt you for days and weeks sometimes. Um, yeah. But that's just like, I've tried to set that to the side. Honestly, it's because I also set it to the side because I think it goes back to in this situation and where my health is, like, I know that we really can't control that, right? Um... Even if you're doing everything perfect, something can happen and they could, you know, have a shutdown. They could just decide whatever. The sky could be blue and they'd be like, we don't want girls that name Kim to work here. Like, a lot, I would say the majority yeah. of that is honestly out of our control. And I think you do everything you can to ensure it doesn't happen. <clears throat> and right now, I know that, like, I personally, for me, can only... Could, and you actually taught me this, and it, I'm not perfect at it. Let me make that very clear. Um, but I definitely learned from you that, like, all I can control is what's happening. That, like, you know, all I can worry about are the things that I can absolutely control. Which, for me, is my attitude, you know, how I react to terrible news. Again, I think I've been failing at that lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I did have a question for you, and it's kind of a deep one. Are you ready for it? And I thought about this the other well, day. The others have not been easy, so. Okay. Oh, I thought I'd been throwing softballs. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, this is like even hard for me to ask a little. <clears throat> with everything uh -oh. going on, we know where my house at. We know with the gallbladder thing. Right, and how dangerous that could be when they take it out. Right, one nick mm -hmm. could lead to a bleed out. Have you at all started to grieve me being gone? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I've tried to bring that up in therapy, but my therapist is terrible. They, they don't listen to me. So, yeah, I have... Absolutely. And what's that like, if you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think the hardest thing is that I don't feel like many people take it seriously. Um, that you're as sick as you are. Um, I feel like a lot of days it feels like you and I against the world. Kind of, because we just get rejected by so many doctors or you know like you know getting the boot from you know having to having to find another treatment program and it's just there's a lot of rejection and it just feels like 
a lot of people just don't take it seriously, I guess. I, I don't know how else to explain it. So I feel like it's going to happen and people are going to come out of the woodwork and say, oh, we had no idea. And I'm just going to want to tell him to fuck off because we've asked, you know, for help and, and we've reached out to people and, and we do have, we do have a great support system. We really do. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to undermine that whatsoever, but I just feel like in the fight for your doctors, I feel very alone. Yeah, no, I think it's funny I think about that sometimes because, yeah, outside the doctors who obviously have some real concerns about my health, um, and you, I mean, you know, you heard from the people here the concerns they have, and I think, honestly, part of the problem is why people don't care is because they only see me on the outside, and what I'm saying is, you know I me, mean, I'm trying to be, when I'm around people, I try to be jolly mad, you know? I don't usually want to be the Debbie yeah, Downer. Do. I want to be the happy-go-lucky guy. And I don't think... I think people see that and they're like, well, how sick is he really? They don't realize that, A, like, it takes a... Especially these days, honey, it takes the most intense amount of energy for me to put that forward. Like, used to just be not very difficult to be that guy. It takes them, like, crazy amount of energy... To put that guy out into the world. And they don't see like, you know, unless it's a real bad pain that literally makes me twinge my body. They don't see the constant pain I'm in on the inside. They don't see that my liver's so big they can't see my gallbladder anymore. You know, they don't see the blood yeah. work. They don't see, you know, the infections that I'm getting. Any of that. And so all they see is what I'm presenting. So I guess maybe part of it's my fault, but I don't also want to be super negative all the time. I have enough of that in here and I have enough of that. Like, you know, when I am like at home and feeling beat up, but when I'm with people, I want to present because I want to be that way. I want to be happy. I want to have fun. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, I do the same thing with my depression because I don't, I don't want to burden people with it. Well, you can burden me with your depression any flipping day of the week. I will take it on. Uh-huh. <laughs> how'd you like my hair today? It was lovely. You, I, you should have worn it for the podcast. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. Today was uh, wacky hair slash wacky hat slash wig day because we do these valentine things for the whole week and i was one of the few meaning basically the only one who took part in the wig part and i brought out my alter ego fob and that's f-a-e-b um because i didn't know if you all knew this but my uncle was fabio but my mom really wanted to modernize the name when she named me after him so i just got fob (laughs) 
and this I think is I was so weird. I've never heard these stories before. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was annoying people because every time someone would be like, "That's a great wig," and I'd be like, "Wait, who? What wig?" I grew these locks out through rocking and rolling my way across this nation. I had a whole backstory. I was a roadie turned rock star. Um, every time they would say like, uh, like, uh, like where, where'd you get that wig? I'm like, are you dead herring me right now? Cause you know how some people get dead named. <laughs> I was like, are you dead herring me right now? Offensive. Triggered. Triggered. <laughs> well, I thought you looked handsome. Uh, well, thank you. I had a uh, had some assessments today. Um, so, um, as you know, if you've been listening to the show, we're looking at three options. We're looking at a place up near the Cleveland Clinic. Um, called Emily Project for my PHP, which will um, probably the most realistic one and sensible one in a lot of ways. Um, and I had my assessment with them today. I think it went very well. I should know tomorrow if they accept me. Um, then so I had. Can I interrupt real quick? Tomorrow. Yeah. That's not what it's called, but are you supposed to say names? I can't say names of where I'm at. Okay. Well, it's the Emily program, but yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I don't know what the rules are. Carry on. Sorry. No, that's that's good. You're keeping me in the... Keeping me... No, you're keeping me in line, and I love it. Um, The Emily program, and then there's this... Um, ERC, I think is what it is. It's in Cincinnati. That one would be from home. Um, and that scares me, uh, just because there are triggers at home right now that we have to work on, you know, taking care of, I think, pretty quickly upon my arrival home, just to kind of minimize those. And... I don't know, like, I need in-person contact for therapy. So, but if that, here's the deal, if that's the last option I or only option I have, then obviously I'm going to take it because I know that I can't go straight from residential to the real world because I think, honey, you and I both know that was a hard fail the first time because it was just too much too fast and I didn't have that titration. Uh, yes, but, um, and I know, but is a verbal eraser. Um, I think you've, I think you've got it in your mind that if you can't do PHP, you're going to fail and you've got to get that out of your mind because you've still learned a lot from what you've done from both programs that you've completed And so you need to get it out of your head that you're just going to fail if PHP falls through for some reason. This is is why I love having you on. Because you call it out. And I fucking... It turns me on. I'm not going to lie. 
but no, I think you're 100% right. Like, I have learned a ton between the two programs. I think that I have probably gotten that in my head because I'm terrified of that happening. So. Yeah. That the fear is very intense. Because, like, we got so much more we need to worry about my health right now that I can't be binging all the time. Because I'll just kill, I'll die. I will eat myself to death. My body can't handle it. And that's kind of the same thing okay, that I heard I from. Oh, I was just going to say that's kind of Go ahead. the same Go thing ahead. I heard from Amy at the bariatric center is that I will die. Like if I keep going the binging route I'm going. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you think this decompensation scare was enough to scare you away from binging? Or is it still not enough? That is a very good question. Um, I think for me, a little both. Um, it definitely did kick me in the ass a bit about binging. But on the flip side, that was a very scary thing and very anxious thing. And just like this loss of memory is such a huge thing for me. Like when I can't remember your fucking name, the person I love most in this world. Are you kidding me? Um, so it, I would also say yeah, that it scary. also activated aggressive binge uh, urges because it was so upsetting. And the only way I usually cope with those things is with food. And so, yes, I was able to use tools to get away from that here. Um, I guess my fear is with, and this is why I think PHP is important, is let's say we have another scare like that, right? Or it becomes reality, and I am in stage one decomp. And my memory keep, my, well, my memory is going to continue to get worse. That's just the facts. Um, but... If we get into level stage one decomp, it's like if I don't do PHP and I'm in that situation and I have to do my job and, you know, everything we have going on at home, how well will the tools I have now work? I would like to hope they do because I know that I've learned a ton in my time in uh, both res. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not scared still. Because that would be a super lie. Yeah. Are there any other questions you've been wanting to ask me? I think that's a good thing for this show. I don't know. You've got to give me more heads up that I'm going to be on your podcast. If you want me to be prepared with questions. Well, no, just, um, I was just wondering if there's anything on top of your head. You know my memory is not much better than yours. <laughs> That's fair. Nothing stays um, on top of my head very long. <laughs> let's. I think we should talk about our third option in PHP. 
which after my like and your <laughs> literally hairbrained idea, I was thinking on the bath. <laughs> My harebrained idea that I literally had on the toilet while talking to Kim today. Pretty much the most romantic place you can have a conversation with your spouse. (laughs) So the third option is uh, Utah. And it's not just anywhere in Utah. It just happens to be literally less than five minute drive uh, away from where we lived with her mom. In Cottonwood Heights. And so I was really, I liked that idea anyways. Because if you know me, you know how bad I am. want to get back to Utah. And so literally I came up with this idea of Trevor wants to go home. He's been waiting to go home. He's just literally waiting for me to get home so he can go back to Utah. So I said, what if... We accept if they say we can go to Utah, we accept. <laughs> I come up, I pick you and Trevor up and the puppies, and we all go to Utah for a few months. That way, we're our whole family still under one roof, which I love that idea. Um, if I have any doctor yeah. stuff, Kim can go every single time. Where even if we're in Ohio, it's still four hours away, three and a half hours away, so you'd have to like call off work or work around like a long period of being off work probably honestly the whole day right where for in Utah yeah. it's literally hey I need to leave I need to leave for an hour and uh, I think it would be nice to give my mother-in-law some company and I know she loves our Rottweiler and her dog is part of our little pack so we'll have a little threesome again it's not the four, but we'll have a little three dog pack again. And yeah, I, I threw it out there and, 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 and I even was the one that called my mother-in-law and ran this by her. And by the way, she was on board very quickly. You called her because you, you knew I never would. Absolutely. I'm totally okay with that. Do you ever think about, like, what it's going to be like when I am gone? Because I think about, like, your life all the time. So can I tell you... What I've been feeling, I guess, since the decompensation scare, I don't know if I've told you this. I don't think I have. I've told, I think, Callie and Debbie is all. Um, okay, well, bring it on. I, I feel like this, these are very selfish that's I feel like they're very selfish, which is why I haven't brought them up to you, but I feel like I'm losing my family. Trevor is dying to move back to Utah. Um, you know, we just lost Millie. These two are 10 and 11 years old, uh, Brody and Snickers. Uh, you're very sick. 
and I just feel like I don't belong anywhere. Like, you don't want me to stay here because I don't know anybody. You know, I don't... My mom said I always have a home there, but I'm 41. I don't want to move into my mom's basement. And then what happens when she passes away? I'm homeless again. You know, so I just... I feel like I... I feel like I'm nobody without you. Yeah, I just feel like I don't belong anywhere without you. Um, no, you haven't told me that. Um, and I think, I mean, it breaks my heart because I think about more about what happens to you after I go more than I even think about the idea of me going anywhere. Um, yes, I do wish you would move home with your mom. And I know that's hard. And I know that is like, I totally understand every concern you've told me and that you just said here. I think they're all valid, but here's the deal. In this day and age, everybody's shacking up with somebody because the cost of living is ridiculous. So it's not like it'd be abnormal. Um, But honestly, I want you close to your family because I know how much I love you. And I know that if, for whatever reason, you were to get in a car crash tomorrow and it was the other way around, that I would be broken in half. And I'm the most selfish person I know. And... If I lost you, I don't even know how I survive in this world because you are my favorite person to laugh with. You are my own person I can cry in front of comfortably and get warmth from and calmness from when you hold me. Um, You are the logical side of me who keeps me balanced and keeps me from doing some really random shit sometimes. Um, and I know you always think you're the dream killer. Most but of the time. A lot of times. No, there are some times where I'm like, listen, let's just take the fucking leap. But most of the time, you are like literally the person that's like really like, like maybe we should like maybe think what this looks like. And I'm like, if it was me, I'd already be head deep into like three poker rooms and some drive throughs in Utah, which I still think we could get rich from. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't breathe if you were gone. And I'm not a great human, and I don't express my love well. And then we have you, who not only are you oh, fucking... You're such a gift to this world. And your empathy... And the way you care about people and their needs and the way, like, I know it sucks that you have that empathy because it really affects you, but also the, like, the way I know you feel about me, I, like, I want you to be around family when I'm gone because I think you're going to have a very hard time, not because you're not strong, but I know if I love you as much as I do. And I I can only imagine that the way you love is so much bigger that when you have that loss, it's going to destroy you for a while. And I want you to be by people who you can hold on to while you're falling a little bit. 
Yeah, that would be ideal. I just don't know how it's possible. But. Listen here, we can move into mom's basement I guess that's tomorrow. another thing. <laughs> that's another thing that I'm scared of is that I am not going to be able to take care of you the way you need to be taken care of. Um, you know, as your health deteriorates. Or, and or that I'm not going to be able to, like, honor you the way you deserve after you pass. Like, that we're not going to be able to afford to, you know, bury you or whatever the way you deserve. Whatever Here's you choose. Deal. I don't. I really think you should just fry me like a biscuit and put me up on a, in a box next to Millie. Make sure they get a stamp of my nose print and paw print so you can get a tattoo of that. And you don't ever, like, you will honor me completely. I do think if we move back home and as things get worse, you know, and hopefully I get a liver transplant, that's a long ways down the road. If if things progress faster than I can get on the transplant list. I think having family there to help you just emotionally take care of me because I think you're going to need someone to like complain to when I'm not, you know, when I'm sleeping, you can be like, I'm really getting fucking sick of this. Not because you're getting sick of it, just because you're emotionally wore out. I think you need somebody like that. And I think that's why I push so hard to go home. I know it would suck having to like step back down and move in with mom. But I think of like all the, the things coming up, you know, and what I'll be in the pain I'm going to be facing. Cause by the way, I should have never read about what it's like to die with liver disease. That was one of the worst ideas yeah. I ever had in my entire life, but it is ugly. Leave the it researching up to me. <laughs> no. Yeah. For now on, it's all yours. <laughs> You can have it. Thanks. Because it is ugly. It's painful. And then like with the memory thing, that's the, probably the part that hurts most. And I know I've talked about this on the show already, but this idea of at some point there's a solid chance that I'm going to forget who you are. And you're still going to take care of me and love me through that. And what a, what a, that's going to be what a fucked up thing now. What the fucked up thing? Or I'm going to forget our kids. You know, I was talking to our friend Kevin the other day. And for the majority of that call, I couldn't remember his kids' names. And I've literally been in their life since they were came into this world. Um, and I just, every time, there are times where I just want to cry. Like, I'll be honest with you, the time I couldn't remember your name for a solid half hour. And what the second it I clicked what your name was. I literally bawled for two hours like a little baby because like I, it was like this, it was this small, tiny little thing that is a reminder of what's to come permanently, you know, and I'm sure I'll come in and out. I don't know how that all works. I don't know, but like, it scares me because I'm going to forget like the memories I've made the things that I've enjoyed in my life. But also there's a part of me that's super excited about, I'll forget all the bad shit that happened. (laughs) 
why it's all the more important for you to finish your uh, Before I Go podcasts. Uh, I think we need to start working on that again. You have the book there. We can definitely work on it while I'm in treatment. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of getting around that time that I like to cut these off. Is there anything you'd like to say okay. before we shut it down? Oh, there was one thing I was going to say, actually, when you were talking about kind of pushing me to move home. Um, one thing I do worry about, about all of us moving back home to Utah. Um is like when like what you were just saying about having support while we go through what you're going to be suffering through um i worry about the toll it will take on my mom because she's been through this twice and that you know she literally lost my dad in a very similar fashion in that home um and then she lost Vern in a very, you know, similarly, but in his home. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I don't worry about think I... overwhelming her emotionally. <clears throat> I definitely don't want you to think that I haven't thought about that. Because you know how much I love your mom. And being the second favorite son-in-law... Mm-hmm. Um, well, Scott keeps fighting me for it. Bastard. (laughs) That heart attack was a setup. Uh, um. (laughs) You're going to hell. You're going to hell for that. (laughs) He knows I love him. Um, but no, like, you know how much I love your mom, and... I've thought about that, and I definitely don't want to put that on her, but I'm going to be honest with you, honey. You, I don't think... And I want this not to come off like I'm like saying that like you're not listening to me or anything like that, but I want you to... I don't think that... like, And because I also, also have some hair-bringing ideas like I did today that just come out of nowhere. But I have thought about almost every one of these angles... And when I make these suggestions, it's not just to benefit me or you or us, or it's not that I haven't thought about the stress that it's going to bring on your mom or the rest of the family, because we'll be right there. Um, it's really at the end of the day, it's like the more I think about it, it just becomes the overall best option for our family to make sure not only like that I obviously I want to be back home I want to die in Utah I have not made that a secret um but also like I want these things I want you to have support and family like nearby not four out three hours like my mom is or two days like your family is now I want you to have that support because I can only I know this isn't going to be easy I would love for you to be able to stay close to Trevor. Um, as much as I'm excited to be empty nesters, um, I also know the bond you have with our son. And I think once you lose me, I want you to be able to like still have him because I know how connected you guys are. And 
Um, yeah, so I'm thinking of a lot of big pictures, but at the end of the day, it does boil down to me as overall, this is what I think is the overall best idea for us. And I know it doesn't come easy, and I know it's not without sacrifices and struggles and uncomfortable stuff. But in my heart, I still feel that it's the right move for us, 100%. But I also very much respect what you want to do, because at the end of the day, no matter what I think, I'm not going to be the leader of this family anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be here. And so... You're the one that has to live life. You're the one that has to continue on. And all I ask is when I'm gone, not that you're going to be thinking about dating right away. You're probably going to wait a couple of weeks. But I truly mean this with my whole soul. Is if you ever don't give your heart up to a piece of shit, whatever you do. Because I'll be watching and I will haunt the shit out of you. What do you think? And I see a sad face. I'm not worried about dating. I know. It was lighthearted truth. Because you will someday. I know it's hard to think about, but someday you'll want to open your heart up. And I just, I think that's the only thing I'm ever going to ask you to promise me is you will be, you will be guard your heart and not have another Sean in your life. I mean, I would even say maybe not even another Matt, but you know, I'm pretty fucking awesome. So you can do that. But, you know. I just don't want you to be, not see how awesome you are and give your heart to a piece of shit when I'm gone. And that might be three years down the road. And I know the talk about me being gone is, you know, it's emotional, but I think I just want to let you know, like me doing these things and having these honest, open conversations has really helped me personally. And I really appreciate the support and the feedback you've given me while doing them. Of course. If you can't talk to me, who you can still... you talk to, right? That's it. You're my you're my human. I still absolutely love you. I still absolutely love you, and you are very pretty. Yes. <laughs> you. Even without the rock star hair. Even without the rock star hair. Is yeah. there anything you'd like to say before we go, honey? Nope. I just love your stupid face. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening and always being part of the show. I'm trying to put out an episode every day. Uh, and I will definitely be having more people on. And who I'd really like to get on here is Butler. Um, Good luck. He's pretty shy, isn't he? I just think he's very private. So we'll see. It's it's a goal. Um, I'm gonna have Kevin on here, and uh, so I just want to thank everybody for listening tonight. We will have more guests coming. 
please hit that subscribe button. Like us. Share us with your friends. This might be helpful. I've had so many emails about how somebody's family has listened to this or somebody listened to this and how it inspired them to open up about what's going on in their life. Even if it's just with their partner or their family. And so... This show has not only been an awesome outlet for me to share this journey of treatment and dealing with these issues and looking at what may be my future without a transplant, but it's also somehow been able to connect with other people, and I fucking love that. So give it a share if you have time. Like it. Give me a five-star rating because we all know, I mean, this is probably a ten-star rated podcast, but it'll only let you give five, so we'll take it. So y'all have a good night and we will talk to you next time.